This is the rundown on music for places. The whole idea started back in 2007 because I made an, a note in my diary uh, while I was eating lunch at a cafe in the Loop. It was called the Spa Cafe. I remember that distinctly. Uh, they had a freezer in there that had a squeaky fan and it was emitting a pitch and it was a D sharp. And I thought that's interesting. It's uh, when you hear notes like that, they're called key notes. And they're uh, pitched elements that are continuous in certain places. So machines and motors, uh, squeaky brakes and stuff like that make uh, uh, pitched sounds. Uh, and I thought it'd be kind of interesting to use them as background uh, or context for uh, pieces of music. So you could take that D sharp and put an E in the bass, and then you'd have an E major seven. You could uh, call that D sharp an E flat and then put C in the bass and it would be C minor and so on. After the, after I started noticing these things, um, I got the idea of maybe expanding it as a, a concept. There was also uh, at Macy's department store, there was a squeaky escalator uh, that was making some kind of a pitched element. And I thought that would be interesting to start recording these things. Uh, and then in 2010, I bought my first field recorder that uh, uh, I was using... Uh, to record sounds and I, I bought some ear mics they're uh, binaural mics that you place in your your ear canal and they're essentially uh, inverted uh, they're inverted earbuds so the they look like earbuds but they point out and the mic element is on the outside so when you you go out and record and then you listen back to it you hear it as it's binaural so you hear it as a uh, enhanced stereo and uh, I started when I first got it I was just recording everything I just thought it was so fascinating and I would be on the lookout for uh, pitched elements like that because I had the idea of composing music against it um, it's not a new idea there was another composer his name was uh, David Dunn that had done that um, he did other things like put speakers in trees and stuff. Uh, I think he did that in, even in the 70s. So this is not a new idea. So in uh, 2010, I put out my first Music for Places album. And it was all the collective recordings I had made that had pitched elements in them. But there was no other music uh composed against it. So it was just basically field recordings. Uh, Music for Places 2, also called Airglow. Uh, Airglow is the, um, it's the, uh, on the earth there's the, the atmosphere and then the, in the upper atmosphere, the, I believe it's the, uh, sun photons, uh, make the atmosphere glow it's kind of a green color it's called air glow and it and uh it's visible uh from the international space station you can't see it from 
from the earth itself. Uh, but it's something you see as uh, a layer on top. So I thought that was an interesting title because it's atmospheric and, and the pieces on the album are very atmospheric. But it's not, uh, it's not music for, from these actual places. There are various places around the globe. And it's more like a, a, uh, a film score for different places around the world. So, for example, one of them is called Katatumbo. Uh, and it's, Katatumbo is a Katatumbo lightning which appears, which occurs every day at Lake Maracaibo in northern Venezuela. There's a particular area there that uh, has a lot of static electricity. So every night there's this amazing uh, lightning show. And, uh, and so I uh, created music that was an abstraction of that. Um, and it's, uh, it's got a lot of electronic stuff in it, as you would think, given that it's lightning. Um, and then there was other pieces on the album, like one is uh, called Sandor. Sandor is a region in Iceland. It's the glacial outflow. And it's a very barren, uh, moon-like atmosphere. And so, like I did with uh, Catatumbo, I abstracted it sonically. Um, now, Music for Places 3... Uh, was music created for the Thorn Rooms. Now, the Thorn Rooms are the, the miniature dioramas uh, at the Art Institute of Chicago. There's about 70 of them, and they were designed and built uh, sometime in the 30s. It was done during the Depression. And the, the woman that... Uh, coordinated it. Her last name was Thorne. I don't remember her first name, but she was a, a wealthy woman and had a lot of time on her hands and a lot of money. And she hired somebody in Chicago. And I actually think, I think, I think they still exist. She hired someone in Chicago to build the rooms, including all the little pieces of furniture and the little objects. They're, they're just fascinating. And you know, I've been there hundreds of times, and it's one of the more popular places in the Art Institute. Um, and so I selected about 10, about 10 rooms, and I made these little uh, miniature pieces based on, uh, like, the Chinese room and the, uh, the Paris rooms and the English rooms. And, uh, and I... Uh, included a little photograph of each one so you can look at it while you're listening to it. Some of the pieces have two pieces a piece. So I think there's two for the Chinese rooms. Uh, there's one for the Japanese room, uh, one for Paris. There's uh, one for a French bedroom in the 17th century and... So I would look at the photographs and then I would compose music as it was like a, a film. So it's like uh, music for uh, music for dioramas, basically. Music for Places for uh, Rings of Saturn was music for books or music for a book. 
and the book is The Rings of Saturn by W.G. Sebald. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's it's one of my favorite books. It's very dark. Um, Sebald was very into history. Uh, he was a history literature professor in uh, East Anglia, uh, Norfolk, in, in the UK. And uh, The Rings of Saturn is basically about his 100-mile walk that he took southward on the East, Lang East Anglia coast from Norfolk, Norfolk to Suffolk. Uh, and then he stopped in these little towns, maybe 10 or 15 little towns that he stopped at. And he would uh, have these little uh, memories or reveries about history while he's there. And, you know, when he's on his walk, he's, he's just having this, uh, you know, he's just daydreaming about various points in history like the Congo and World War One, uh, the fishing industry along uh, uh, the East Anglia coast. He's uh, having, uh, he goes into the history of uh, like uh, the, the Dunwich Beach, which had, uh, is very interesting, it's one of the, the favorite parts in the book where as you may know, the East Anglia coast has a lot of erosion, and there were a lot of towns that were that were built on the coast there, and they all washed away. They all just washed into the North Sea. So he would be, as he's writing, he's having these memories about uh, what happened back, uh, you know, thousands of years ago, and then all of a sudden he's thinking about um, the current time or in the future. So it's skipping around all the time, and it's like it's like a David Lynch film. It's nonlinear. It's just skipping all over the place, and it's what I liked about it. I found it very inspiring. So, uh, so I wrote pieces for each of the chapters in there, and for each of the towns that he had stopped in. Um, and I I liked how it turned out. I I. I had a lot of fun doing it, and I learned a lot about history, and I definitely recommend the book. Um, I've read a number of his books. Um, he's very he's very dark. I mean, he's a select taste, but I like it. Now, Music for Places 5, which I'm just starting to release on, is music for photographs. And they are iconic photographs, but I'm not going to tell you what photographs they are. The The titles will be uh, the search that you would run on the internet to find the photo. And I'm structuring them so that you can easily find it. I'm sort of writing around the photograph, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's it's the ambience that would have been in the in the place where the photograph was taken. So one of the cities is Saigon. So I'm, I'm using um, Eastern elements in the music. Now there's three of them that I've finished so far. Uh, and the, there will be probably about 12 of them, maybe even more, but I'm gonna release them one at a time or one to three at a time. And, uh, so that's it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go to six because I can't think of anything else 
to do in the Music for Places series. Um, but I, uh, it's something that I really enjoy doing, and it's, uh, it's my own way of scoring for films, but it's photography. 